0: Welcome back everybody to the weekly anabolic it's your boys here and this is episode 27 we are officially past half a year worth of episodes which is pretty cool uh we were just talking about it that's almost we almost have 60 hours of recorded weekly anabolic calls (laughs) which is pretty crazy but brandon how you doing dude Dude, doing great doing great
1: (laughs) (laughs) great yeah things awesome. are going well you're going
0: really well real God. Quick, real quick what's your weighing?
1: uh uh one second going to the calculator going to the calculator <laughs> why
0: do you still do things there you go
1: <laughs> okay we were 149.6 149. today
0: 149 got to yeah. breach back over that 150 yeah,
1: so uh, we've been Indian. flickering between like 150, 149, um, the past like couple of days. So we're like kind of holding this like new high. Um, yeah, and yeah, I'm like planning on just, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to this next bump. You know, um, you get a food bump. I've already gotten that food bump actually. Ooh. So so now I've just gotta.
0: What uh, are What are you eating? Like how much food are you eating? Do you have any idea?
1: I'm really d- shocked on approaching it right now. <laughs> Things have been so hectic, dude. Like I need to, I need to figure out times for me to eat and times for me to train because my yeah. schedule is getting so hectic now that I only have like, like a very narrow window of time to like actually train. If I want to train and get a full session in, like I need to plan it. Um, and also I need to like plan my meals and shit like that. Cause like I'm waking up in the morning and then, and now I've got clients in garrison from seven. So I've also taken on another, I took on another client in garrison, which I didn't tell you about um, on top of Are the one. These I took like on.
0: go into house clients.
1: Yeah. That's like a oh house call. God. That is house call.
0: Yeah. That's but a I, huge um, time. Like, yeah, you're right there.
1: I do wish I was charging a little bit more. For yeah. my house calls, just so that they were, but uh, I, like,
0: I feel like we talked about that at some
1: point. Yeah, yeah, that's like the whole finding your worth thing, and
0: for sure, you know, for sure.
1: eating shit for a little bit, but then you gotta, you know, work something out for yourself. So, right. ba- basically, I'm loving it though, don't get me wrong, I'm loving right. it. I uh, I just took on a new client, his name is Frank Licente. He is a doctor, um, or a retired doctor, um, a, an ear surgeon, I believe. Um, good friends with um, all the clients that I'm working with currently, <clears throat> um, like all these guys kind of know each other. I, I've kind of talked about this a little bit. So like right now, I'm just working with like a giant friend group right now over in Garrison. So I start at like like I'm up and out by like seven thirty, and then I don't get back home till now. My last session is at like two o'clock, so I don't get back till like three. And then I have more clients at the gym. Um, so yeah, things are getting a little tight, but it's good because um, I'd rather be busy than really bored and feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. So at least I feel like I'm, I'm doing stuff and I'm turning the like and turn the lights on, you know, and I'm happy. So, yeah.
0: You know, what's you know, what's really interesting that you can recognize as a coach that how you're feeling right now in this situation is what every single client that has like an eight to five feels mm. because they're like, I am busy all day long and I got to figure out how to fit all this new stuff in. Yeah. Right? It's, it, and it's really interesting, you know, especially, um, you know, someone like yourself who you've worked for yourself and you've been doing this, you know, kind of as your own thing. And so you've been able to, to schedule the <clears your> time. <throat> and now that you're super busy, you're starting to feel that. Yeah. And really, it's going to help you grow as a coach to, to better speak and, and relate with those people and, you know, give tips, tricks on, on how to get around it, how to make it happen as you yeah. figure it out. Right. Because it kind yeah. of is it is a new experience for you uh, in this situation where you're taking your meals and your training seriously, but you're also taking your work and your livelihood seriously.
1: Yeah, I, so it, I can.
0: It, it puts it a lot in perspective of like mm. what most people that don't do this for a living have to go through.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: right? cause when you, when you sit on kind of our side of it, where you go, what do you mean you can't get your meals in? Like
2: mm-hmm. you
0: just get them in, you, you eat them when you're supposed to eat them. Um, but it doesn't really translate for people that have a job, mm-hmm. right? People that have to work a certain set of hours. Yeah. And uh, especially ones that are, you know, active in their job like people in construction can't just go and eat right um or maybe they can i don't i don't know i don't really well know. if they Not do
1: they up. if they do they go to the deli you know they don't right. make their own meals
0: right exactly and so um that kind of stuff is always really interesting or like people who work in retail full-time you know they barely get breaks as it is and mm-hmm. so um this is a cool experience for you i, I hope you see it that way
1: I know I totally do man like the I feel like the like the vibe of like the past couple weeks has definitely been like if there's something new just fucking do it you know and like see what comes out of it because like if you don't change your input you'll never change your output so if nothing new comes your way then nothing new will ever happen so like meeting these new people and scheduling these clients and even messing up you know, like missing a client uh, by accident because they weren't in my calendar or dealing with certain questions that I haven't confronted yet, or trying to like, kind of seal the deal, you know, like closing a client, like at the very end of the session, yeah. like these are things that I'm getting better and better at as, you know, each client that I end up kind of, you know, working with and, and getting through, like I get better and better as these new experiences um, kind of like test me. And you know, make me kind of adapt to new things to be a better person, you know, like that's like, so I've really been trying to, you know, not shy away from new things that might be a little bit more intimidating that would usually that I would usually shy away from. Um, and it's really cool, you know, doing that. It, it definitely, um, <clears throat> you know, it's a little like, it's like, Ooh, like, I don't know if I can handle that, but you know, you do it anyways. And then you'll realize very quickly if you can or can't handle something, and you can make the adjustments, you know, as needed, you yeah. know, like I never got to the point where, like, I remember I used to get kind of overwhelmed with taking on new clients because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to fit them in somewhere, you know, but now what I'm realizing is that it's better to just have those clients and to be able to fit them in somewhere eventually, like they will kind of set into their own time frame when they, you know, as, as things kind of click and, and carry out. Um, yeah. It's been super cool. Been rad. Yeah. Cool, yeah man, I'm
0: happy for you, dude. That's Thank really you, awesome. Brady. This is all working out for you this way. Thank you, Brady.
1: Yeah it's man, it's been it's been super cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, but back to the original question: What do you think you're eating, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude? I'm. I can tell you right now, the food groups I'm eating I mean chicken food rice, <laughs> chicken rice ramen protein.
2: Ramen, like, that's
1: kind of what I've been living off of. Um, not so much cream of wheat the past couple weeks. I will admit, which was a little them, odd. I was running the cream of wheat for like, like, and I was running that hard for like, Yeah, a I few remember weeks. you were,
0: you were eating like fucking six packets a day.
1: Yeah. Now I'm eating <laughs> like six packets of ramen a day. <laughs> I'm like, <what's> going on? <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? Ramen's good too.
1: Gets the job done, man. So, it really yeah, does. Ramen
0: diet does get it done.
1: It's super easy to digest too. So if I need yeah. something like super quick and I, and you can make it really easily too. You make it like four minutes in the microwave. Right. And you just sprinkle a little, uh, the fun, the fun flakes on, and yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. I guess this is fifty grams of carbs right here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: it's really easy. Um,
1: yeah, and I've been eating like nuts and stuff like that. So I'm supposed to be eating around a hundred grams of carbs, 120, 140 grams of carbs every meal. Um, oh, my pro meals, right? Uh, I'm on th- yeah four meals, four, four meals, meals. Yeah. yeah. So like just before That's like a lot, yeah. Things just before things were really picking up, I was like, "Yo, Nick, can you give me a fifth meal? I think I can handle it." And then like my workload was like, Poof. and yeah. I was like, "Hey, Nick, I'm really sorry for making you I'm make sorry. that for me." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "We don't need to do that anymore." Yeah. So we're uh, back um, on four, but the the cows are bumped up a little bit.
0: What's so, uh, what's your protein at? Fifty five,
1: six, 60.
0: Oh, per meal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was thinking like grand total.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you're like oh it's kind of long (laughs) yeah so it's around like you're
0: eating over 200 grams of protein
1: uh yeah i'm trying
0: that's a lot for you too
1: that is a lot Yeah, yeah nick nick prescribes pretty high protein recommendations
0: see mine isn't that high oh i mean i have just about the same amount of protein in my diet as you do um yeah i'm Right around the 200 mark, maybe a little like, bit over like, 210 I feel maybe. like 220 at most.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I feel like my I feel like I'm like pretty lean individual. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's where the macros are at. Um, yeah, I will say I've been much more intuitive and in looking at my scale and just consciously making sure that I'm eating like over 100 grams of carbs every single meal getting in the protein that i need to letting the fats kind of fall where they may i have like a giant thing of nuts that i just like pick at like in the morning like i'll just like just like pile handfuls into my face yeah um usually like in the a.m and the p.m and that kind of gets my fats in for me and stuff like that um but yeah a lot of ramen uh chicken and rice um and pizza, also, and ice cream. Oh, yeah, I've been eating a shit ton of
0: ice cream. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like uh, you when you were like, yeah, coming into the 200s, I did it a little dirtily.
0: I'm, like, i like, made it. I made a, a few mistakes.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm like,
0: ah, la, 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 la.
1: Like, totally <laughs> making mistakes. Like, like it's okay. I'm just going to eat everything. Yeah, see. I'm <laughs> getting there. I'm getting there. I'm just blowing it out of the water. I'm tired of fucking like, I usually bounce off this one fifty mark pretty hard. Like by now, I'd probably be like one forty five because I would be like, I made it. But now I'm like, fuck it, yeah. Like we're keeping it up and yeah, just we're gonna gonna through that
0: shit. Yeah, exactly. The fun part about what happens in this this ugly push that you're probably about to start doing here in a little bit is you get stupid strong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. I've been noticing my strength getting better already.
0: Stupid strong, stupid fast. Yeah yeah which is fun and that's what makes it really hard to like not do it anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've definitely been approaching like my weights even though i'm literally like it's like fucking two pounds we're talking about like the difference in mentality between like 147 and 150 was like i can't do that to like oh fuck that i got it i got it shit (laughs) yeah exactly oh it's so ridiculous but yeah um definitely i'll I'll take any help i can get (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude.
1: Yeah. How you been, yeah. Brady?
0: I've been good, man. You know, things have been honestly pretty calm around hmm. here. Um, hmm. I mean, the, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like is just kind of working in the background right now for me. Um, and I've kind of I'm at this point where I feel like I'm about to have like some kind of breakthrough of Mm. some kind. And I'm not sure what it is, whether it's the podcast is about to get recognized by someone important or myself as a bodybuilder is going to get recognized by some, you know, someone important, um, or, you know, coaching blows up. Like, I, I just have this feeling that something is about to like, kind of like go to the next level. I don't know what it is. Um, Mm. but I'm just kind of staying, keen uh, on everything and and making sure that everything and, you know, all the ducks are in a row and all that stuff. And, um, if it happens and, you know, something blows up, that'd be awesome. Um, if not, then you know what processes are still running and things are still good. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm quietly working on like trying to figure out where my next move is and, and how I can take things to the next level. I think that's really what, um, is spurring like this feeling for me is I'm in a position where I feel like everything is stable enough that I can like really sit down and think about, okay, what's my next move. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's been cool.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, It's been cool. Training has been so awesome. Um, my legs feel huge. They also (laughs) look pretty huge. (laughs) (laughs) they kind of they kind of blew up um Mm. which is awesome Mm -hmm. super awesome especially my quads my quads have blown up a ton um which is nice because they they were kind of moving into this block they were definitely like beat up pretty hard just Mm. from like what they were going through and then with the change in training and um you know intensity techniques and that kind of stuff they've just like my quads have really like rounded out okay which has been nice because i generally have like super squared off quads
1: yeah blocky
0: yeah very i have very blocky legs or or at least i used to (laughs) um and right now they're holding a very round full shape to them which is really cool nice um, good. yeah, so that's been good. Training is so wild, man. It's like, do you know, do you know that feeling in your body when you're like kind of getting sick? And so you're just kind of like tired. Yes. That is how I feel pretty much every evening after training. Like for, for like two weeks, the, my evenings have just felt like I'm fighting off a sickness. I'm just exhausted. Okay. Like I'm beat. Yeah. I'm just huh. beat. I want to sleep. I want to lay down. I want to rest. And okay. it's been very interesting. And I'm like, well, maybe I am fighting off a sickness, but when I don't train, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. Okay. If I don't train, I I'm golden. But after yeah. a training, like yesterday, I demolished legs. It was so fun, dude. I did the wildest fucking drop set ever. That was sick.
1: Was that the set that you posted?
0: On the IGTV? Yeah. Yeah, the 11-minute leg press set. Yeah. (laughs) That was nuts. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, I did that. That was after doing, like, RDLs and the Hammer Strength V Squat, which are both pretty heavy movements. Uh Uh-huh. And then today I hit chest and like, just demolished it. And, you know, push has been going really, really well for me recently. So like, I'm, I'm seeing improvements by like tens of pounds mm-hmm. each week, which is huge. And on top of that, I'm seeing rep progressions by like two, three reps Dude. at the same time. Nice. So I'm just like, I'm getting a huge, it's like strength increase in this block. And I don't know if that's just like, all of the time that was spent bashing my head against the wall on the previous block, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like hitting the same thing week after week after week. And now I finally like with the change in training stimulus, I've, you know, kind of broke through that wall. And now I'm just like really elevating. I have no idea, but I'm just running with it. You know, Thanks, man. I'm going to run shit. with it and just pretend that it's, how it's all supposed to go and just yeah. take it as far as it'll possibly let me go. And, you know, on the other side of this push, I hope things look different
2: mm-hmm. basically,
0: you know, that's, that's kind of where the cards lay for me right now. So I'm just like, I'm just going to do everything in my power to make sure that I look different. Yeah. The next time I get shredded, like very, very different. Yeah. Um, and I think you will. I definitely think I will. I think it's, I know, I know my lower half is gonna look wildly different yeah um Mm -hmm. i'm pretty pretty happy with how my back has changed i've grown a ton of like lower lat thickness which has been really cool because my lats um dropped off super heavy when i got shredded yeah i remember you saying I, i had like i had like no lower lat there was no thickness to the bottom of my lats um and now, even being thick, like, they pronounce off yeah. my back, which is super cool. Nice. Yeah, um, dude.
1: Yeah. I so, mean, you're probably, you've probably probably already gotten past this, but you can, like, feel yourself, like, in your shirt. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel, like, your yeah. tricep
0: on your lat. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <It feels> nice. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, it's... It's different things every day. Um I have some days where I'm like, God, I feel so small. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other days where I'm like, I feel really good today. I feel really full. Mm-hmm. And uh totally depends on the day. Yeah. You know,
1: I try not to. Do you find like how do you deal with the like mental swings like that? Like you let it get to you, or are you someone who like doesn't let it get to you?
0: Um I guess, what do you mean by get to me?
1: Like if you wake up and and your weight is something that you don't want it to be, does it affect you mentally? Um,
0: you know, it definitely kind of directs my day a little bit. Um, it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say negatively. Mm. Uh, sometimes, that is like the extra push I need to like go a little bit harder that day. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I I try and direct it positively where, you know, I'll put a shirt on and be like, I'm not filling this out the same way. I feel like I should. So i will be like, okay, I really got to get in and like train harder today. Mm -hmm. Like I got to fill this out. I want to have a pump and feel, fill it out and feel like I should. Yeah. And so I try and direct it that way instead of being like, I'm a piece of shit. You know, I suck. (laughs) I should probably stop. I should probably stop lifting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like I I try to not let it get to me that way. I always try and direct it positively. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, it's funny because sometimes I can look at like the previous day and create a direct correlation to like why my body is the way it is for a certain day. (laughs) Like I'll wake up in the morning and I go, Hmm, my shape doesn't look quite the same. And we're, we're all our own worst critics, right? Like we can overanalyze every part of our bodies. Yeah. We we know down to the centimeter how something should or should not look. Mm. And you know um, right now in my off season, because I hold the majority of my fat, through my midsection that's what i pay the closest attention to and so and kind of my legs sometimes my legs it's been a little bit different because of how they've filled out recently they look totally different but mostly my midsection is kind of where i like check myself and so if i wake up in the morning i'm like whoa i look a little bit blown out right now um why why that that's, that's a lot of times what I do is I'll go, why? And then I'll think about like, you know, when was my last meal? What was my water intake? Like the day before those kind of I'll go through the list of like what happened yesterday mm-hmm. so that I can make the adjustment, uh, to make sure that we're still moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so really I use it more for feedback and like a roadmap. Um, yeah. And, and so that's, that's kind of what I do. Some days it gets mm-hmm. to me, right. It, especially this deep into off season, it actually it happens the most. If I take photos of my back shots. Um, because especially through, you know, that part of my midsection, when I take a back shot, like if I try and take a, a rear lap spread, it just looks awful because my waist my waist is a lot wider than it is when I'm shredded. So I look, I don't look like I've fucking got any bigger most Mm -hmm. of the time. It doesn't help that I fucking always pose and shit lighting all the time. (laughs) That is actually kind of purposeful. Um, you know, it, it started originally when I was doing my first diet with Nick and you know, I, when, when I came on board, I took my first progress photos and we just stayed in that same spot. We're like, this lighting is really, really bad. I look nothing like what my photos show. Like, these are terrible, the lighting.
1: Like, I swear I don't look like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but then we kind of got into the side of, well, you know what? If we can look good in this lighting, we know we'll look really good in good lighting. True. And so we kind of just hung out there and then that's kind of the place that I've I've stayed. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to see myself in the worst light possible and know that I can only look better than that. Yeah. You know, when, when it comes down to showtime eventually, then that'll be totally different because we want to make sure we make informed decisions. But uh, for the most part, with just like normal weekly check-ins kind of stuff, Um, being in the shit lighting just kind of pushes me to be better
1: yeah dude it's kind of like wearing baggy clothes all the time
0: right yeah exactly exactly um i don't even remember where we were going with all this
1: <laughs> yeah, i asked you a question oh yeah I, I think... yeah I asked you uh if it affects you so oh. i think no but sometimes when we lat spread
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um the only time that my physique gets to me with like over analyzing is when i do my my back shots um, because I love like the look of a, a good like sculpted back and I know what mine looks like when it's shredded yeah. and I like it <laughs> <laughs> like um when I when I was super lean I would see how my back was shaped and the symmetry within it like I like the way it looks. I want it to be a lot bigger, but in terms of how the muscle sits and where it attaches and those kinds of things, I really like the look. Mm. And I think I can, you know, I can have like a really nice shape, but when I'm thick, it doesn't look the same and it's just kind of this, this mass, (laughs) right? And so it doesn't show all the details and my waist isn't as lean. So I don't I don't look as wide and all those things. Gotcha. So yeah, that one, that one gets me. Um, which is why I don't really take many back photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well Jeff. Good Jeff. <laughs> yeah.
1: How Sometimes about you,
0: how are you how are you feeling? How are you feeling right now?
1: How am I feeling right now?
0: Yeah. I'm analytical look at your physique how are you feeling about it
1: yeah like now that i'm at like 150 i'm like i really want to hold on to it obviously so like i feel a little bit more emotionally driven now just because i'm like at 150 and i don't want to leave 150 i want to be above 150 and like if i wake up in the morning and i like and i look down and i can like it sounds weird but like if my rib cage right and my stomach is below my rib cage i'm like hmm could be a could be below 150 today dude like
0: i definitely am in the same boat all the time a lot of times before the i wait before... <laughs> no no not quite <laughs> okay um, good. i'll look in the mirror and i'll be able to see him i'm like uh i'm gonna be a bit heavy today yeah right yeah
1: yeah. So in my case, I'm like, gosh,
0: oh, the opposite yeah. Yeah.
1: But then, but I've actually, you know, to much to my surprise, I'm like stepping on the scale. I, and I can tell, I just look much more full like all the time. Like usually when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm pretty dry. And then like throughout my day, like I look much better, like obviously towards the end of the day than like first thing in the morning. But now I'm like, I start to like, I'm like looking okay. Like in the morning, you know, I'm much more full in the morning. And by the time
0: it's like all in the morning.
1: Yeah. I'm like waking up full in the morning. Really, and by the time it's like, you know, PM time, it's like, you know, I'm just like, oh shit, definitely I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying not to let it like psychologically get to me. Like today, I stepped on at 148. Like, and I can kind of tell like when I'm 68. Like, if I'm like 69 to 70, that's how I know I'm like above. If I'm 68, 67, that's like I'm like a little bit lower. So, like when I step on the scale, um, like today, for instance. I saw like 68 and I was like, okay, it's all right. Like, no big deal. And very similar to like kind of what you did. I just kind of can change my day a little bit if I need yeah, it. Yeah, what
0: adjustments do you need to make? Yeah.
1: Like Which I was prepared. Some,
0: it's something you you figure out as you kind of auto-regulate things, right?
1: Yeah, you get much better at it and you can kind of make those calls as needed. You know, yeah. sometimes, especially if you're like trying to maintain a goal, you can maybe eat a little bit more or eat a little bit less on those days if you weigh a little bit heavier or a little bit lighter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember during my pushup, there was, there was some days where I would just like specifically eat later just to see a higher number on the scale because it it wouldn't, it wouldn't have as much time to digest. Right. Like, yeah. like that's, it definitely gets in my head. Like the scale number totally gets in my head. Yeah. But it's just like a game that I play with myself. Like all right, I'm going to manipulate it this way today and see, and like see it happen. Yeah, which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun to do, mm-hmm. right? It is. It is fun to just like play around with your body. That sounds yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> play play around with literally
1: and figuratively
0: <laughs> with uh, what you want your body to do, and then make the adjustment and see it happen. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's because, like, you know, if normal people, it's really hard to do that because they need to find some consistency, you know, within their diet and their training and things like that. But for us, it's like everything is so consistent. If we, like, turn the dial up or down just a little bit, you can definitely tell. It makes a difference. Yeah, Yeah, it does make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. uh,
0: Or I can tell, you know, I can tell if I didn't drink enough water the day before. Because I, I will, I'll wake up and I'll look spilled over because I'm dehydrated, which oh. a lot of people would think that that would make you leaner, but it, it doesn't because I'm actually now holding on to all of my water.
1: Mm, so it makes you look softer.
0: So it makes, yeah, exactly. It makes me look softer and I'll, and I'll step on scale and I'll be heavy every yeah. time, yeah. every single time. Yep. Mm, so I go. Oh shit. I totally forgot to drink water like the second half of the day. Yeah, get that in weight goes right back down.
1: Hmm.
0: Right, as as you get good at controlling all of the variables, you can learn these things about yourself. Right, you can go, okay, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna change this one thing and see what difference it makes. Right, and and as you get better at like looking at yourself and analyzing, you know what's different, what isn't different, those kinds of things, then you get even better at playing with the variables to achieve you know a certain look that you're going for. Yeah, but yeah i try i try to not let it be like an emotional mental thing Mm -hmm. you know i try to not have too much emotion behind my physique especially right now because right now is so like behind the scenes and being natural like this is kind of just what i have to go through if i really want to put on size and that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to be strong as hell and look dense as fuck the next time i'm shredded And if I have to sit at a little bit of a higher body fat for that, then so be it, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, this is all for the greater process Yeah. of, you know, showing up on stage and people going, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. It's bigger than us. Exactly. Yeah. It's bigger than what any number on the scale says in any given day. Right. Yeah. So don't get emotional about your physique. Just uh, use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Use it as a Yeah,
1: use that emotion
0: positively instead of negatively. Yeah. Like
1: instead of saying like, oh, well, I should probably just stop. <laughs> right. Like, don't yeah. not that.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, anytime mm-hmm. anytime I'm upset with something, I definitely use it as like a driving factor to just push harder because I don't want to have that happen anymore. Right? Like specifically my arms. I go, oh, my arms are small. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, I guess I'm just going to have small arms genetics, I go, okay, I got to fucking train them harder. I got to figure out what I need to do to, you know, make it better. And uh, my arm training has actually been a lot better recently. It's been awesome.
1: A little bit more fun.
0: Way more fun. Way more fun. (sighs) I, uh, I went gym, bro. And I'm actually doing like some barbell curls. Hmm. And I fucking love them. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I love them. I love that they set my wrist position for me. Um, Especially being in that, you know, that set supinated position. Um, Especially because I have a hard time with hammer curls and like cramping. I also totally. Cramping where? We've talked about this. Um, And this is actually something that I just learned as I've been doing my education side of all of this. I've been calling it my brachialis this whole time. It's cramping in my radialis. Brachioradialis. Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> brachialis. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, this whole time I've been a dumbass. And I've pointed to it and nobody's corrected me. But I,
1: <laughs> I didn't correct you. I, I'm also you know. a dumbass. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's one of those coracos. He's got it. <laughs> it's
0: like, but yeah, so... Um, hammer curls always cramp me in my brachioradialis,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, it just causes a lot of displeasure. And honestly, I don't really feel them in my bicep ever. Um, huh. So switching to you know a set supinated grip has uh, has been awesome. Um, it's been really good getting a good pump, playing around. I with
1: why you cramp up there.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> honestly i i have no clue um but it's weird and it's very consistent and it's very correlation is not always causation but i can definitely say that every single time i do hammer curls i cramp hmm. in that area and it just it sits there like for the whole evening after it'll sit there and just cramp all night and it's <laughs> weirdly really annoying
1: that sounds annoying. Yeah. That sounds weird, too. Yeah, that's weird.
0: Yeah. But uh, uh, barbell curls, I've really been liking them. Good. Really been liking them, so I'm going to run with it. Good. And uh, I've got my machine, my machine curls, and uh, my cable curls that I still do.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, I've been rocking uh, preachers and hammers.
0: Preachers mess with the tendon right inside my elbow so much. I always inside feel like I or outside? Inside. I always feel like I get so like hyper extended in a preacher curl. Okay. It just hurts. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you go to full lockout on your preachers? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be the reason why. If right. you like stay just shy of that, it might be a little bit better.
0: Yeah, probably would. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that right, would be I... point that I'll probably throw them back. At you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. doing. It. I'm doing what feels good right now, and just gonna work on loading it.
1: Good. What are your tri-side movements?
0: Um, I've got my overhead cable extension and then I've been doing this this superset that's been really interesting. I take I actually take two ropes and so I use them as like one big long rope, and then I do it as a superset where I first set the cam in a position where I overload the contracted position. So okay. the, cap, the cam is set roughly at, you know, bicep bottom of the shoulder height so that it's really light and I'm kind of bent over and then I end at my hip. Does this make sense? I have no idea if this makes sense. I'll record it sometime. Anyway, so I'm overloading, overloading. I'm making the movement hard in the contracted portion of the movement. And then from there I go to I put the cable cam all the way up, and then I stand up and do like a normal press down, um, so that I'm overloading like the stretched portion. Okay, and I've really been liking that. Yeah, and then I've got you're just
1: rocking that superset. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I do a couple sets of that, um, and I have dips, Mm. which are like I
1: haven't done a dip in a while.
0: Yeah, I actually just switched from like a body weight dip to we actually have a hammer strength, like seated dip machine. Um, so I'm going to run with that for a little bit. I, yeah. I just changed it today and it, uh, it felt a lot better than dips have been feeling. Yeah. Um, dips have been really messing me up. It was so weird. I, I had this span. I had this weird span of time where I progressed dips like super quickly. Like I got up to like a two and a half plate dip and then like the next week later there was something funky with my elbow on them and then ever since then their performance on them just like dropped off like what i was doing two and a half plates for i can now only do with like one plate really yeah i don't i don't know if the elbow thing just like mentally got in my head i'm like i can't be doing this or or if something just like tweaked with the movement and then i have no idea what it was but the movement i'm not getting out of it what i was at one point Mm. um and so i moved the seated dip today just to see how it felt and uh it was actually really nice um it was really nice to have everything set so i was seated and locked into the machine and then all i had to focus on was just like pressing
1: yeah Uh they come with a little seat belt
0: it did, but yeah. I I just I just locked my knees in. There was a thing that I could lock down over my knees, and so that was that was fine. Cool. <laughs> so, I didn't God, I, I didn't hate. load it, anything stupid. I had I, it was like a set of 12 to 15. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I it's funny that you mentioned that. I also have a seated dip machine as well, and I used it for like the first time ever, like two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, and it was fun, it was fun. Yeah, came with a little seat belt, yeah. <laughs> No smoking.
0: No. Yeah, it was good.
1: <laughs> it was good. It was a good set. Yeah, so it, was a, it was a good machine, I guess. You know, I liked it. It was a little wonky, super fucking old, but it was, you know, yeah. they got the job done.
0: I yeah. felt it. You know, not, not every machine is going to be perfect, but you learn to work with them, right?
1: Yeah. Personally, I've...
0: You adjust your body around the machine so that it works properly, right? Yeah. Don't expect yourself to fit into every machine. Uh-huh because everybody is different heights have have different bone lengths, and so just (laughs) yeah you know make yourself fit the machine don't try to wait yeah don't expect yourself to fit the machine the way it's exactly designed
1: yeah like if you're not if you're just walking up to a machine and just sitting into it and just and then just going it's probably not set up correctly for you because the yeah. person that was on it before you wasn't you there they're, they're, could have been shorter could have been taller broader chest more shallow chest you know this that the other like if you just yeah. you got to adjust your seat length so that you know the bar path is proper and you can adjust yourself accordingly like like where was saying you we can only really adjust ourselves to fit those machines which is why it's nice to be able to dumbbell press and, and even barbell press and, and yeah. things like that. Because um, you be
0: able to do those proficiently, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, everything um, has a, everything is a tool and it has a use.
0: Yeah. But like, I think one of the best examples I have of this is that, you know, and I think most people know this machine, um, the hammer strength, like ISO row, it has a thing that you can sit into and, you know, you, you pull it and it's row and you can stack plates on it and tons and tons of people use it. Um, but you'll see that most people actually stand behind the machine. Right. They brace on the pad. And then they, they're standing behind the machine because mm-hmm. that's how the path works best for most people. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, like, like people have, that I'm sorry, trying to do like a lat dominated row on that. Um so yeah, you just like work around machines. Anyway, yeah. 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 Um but Brandon, let's uh let's do some best thing worst thing then. All right.
1: Well, all right. You already know my best thing. I already know what your
2: best thing is. So stay it on air.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know if the people know this. (laughs) No, it's no big deal um it is a big we, deal we uh we rode three um yeah we rode uh we rdl'd three plates today yes that sir yes sir doozle bob that was cool, yes, so. that was cool. it felt good It, uh, dude the speed off of the first rep like i tested it out like warming up i warmed up and i after 295 i was it was funny because today nick told me to taper back on my rows so today I was like, oh, maybe I should like taper back here as well. So I was really considering doing that before, and then you know like two ninety five just felt really good. Um, so I decided to come up to um, three oh five. Three oh five also went really well. So I was like, whatever, like I'll just try three fifteen. Um, and then three fifteen also like it kind of like it went up relatively quick, pretty quick. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. So then I, you know, I took 315 for a miniature ride for three. And uh, it felt really good. I think like today, I was just a little bit in my head. So I wasn't as like confident as I could have been. You know, I was a little bit more on the cautious side, I guess, just with like a new load in my hand and and stuff like that. So I wasn't as like, I was kind of timid with my set, I guess. Um, So like the first couple reps went really well. That last rep was a little bit slow. And I kind of got in my head a little bit. And then I kind of got buried after that. But, you know, Brady looked at it. I looked at it. I think I could nail it for, you know, four or five for sure next time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Your reps looked super, super good.
1: Yeah. They um, felt good. Yeah. Man. Definitely. It definitely felt good. Um, cool so let's see.
0: It's been a long yeah. time coming.
1: Dude, it really <laughs> has been a long time coming. So for those of you guys who don't know, last time I pulled three plates, it was like a year ago. And I definitely It was more it. than that. I it was it oh yeah yeah so it was dude. like over maybe it was two years ago
0: yeah I would Could have been two years I would ago I believe that I mean dude it's almost May and no yeah. it is May <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're almost halfway through May of 2021 yeah dude. April flew. yeah it did holy shit yeah
1: yeah so the last time I wrote I haven't done this in a long time the last time I did it was I deadlifted it I had a belt on and I switch gripped it. <laughs> and I turned into a question mark too. Like my back totally fucking gave. Yeah. <laughs> um this time around, you know, like doing things properly, coming into the loads properly, owning the weight, deserving more weight was definitely the correct approach. It was a slow and steady approach, but it definitely worked out. And you know, I'm much more happy with the way 315 worked out today than it did two years ago.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, so that was definitely the best thing. Um Worst thing is that I, that was my first training session since like last Thursday. So, and last week I only did two workouts last week.
0: Dude, your frequency is like negative
1: everywhere. Yeah. Negative, negative. This is definitely the past two weeks. Definitely the worst. My training's been in a minute in terms of frequency. My lifts though, have been really good, well, yeah, <laughs> but my frequency, but then fresh every, time. yeah, exactly. That was the other thing is that I'm super fresh for, for these lifts, which is probably why I had such a great day today. Um, I was just kind of, I could like kind of leave it all on the, on the floor there. Um, so yeah, yeah. Definitely need to taper up that, uh, that frequency a little bit.
0: Definitely get back in the show.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I've, back. I've made this thing in my head now. I want to like make values that I like kind of stand by like bodybuilding values, you know, that are my own, I guess. Um, and one of those two of those values are going to be no matter what, if I have a training day, I'm going to train no matter what. And if I have, if I have a meal, no matter what, it's going to get hit. Like no matter it, even if I like don't have anything on me, I must eat something <laughs> like, cause I can be pretty notorious for, saying fuck it or i'll pick up cows somewhere down like later in the day you know some, something like that yeah um which doesn't end up getting picked up so you know just making sure that no matter what i'm eating something if or when i need to eat something and the training is probably going to be a <laughs> just get in the four days that you need to get in in that week um doesn't necessarily have to be like two on two off but make sure that I at least get into the gym four times a week oh
0: yeah I think I think I would urge you to try and set like a quality standard to your sessions like I need to have three quality sessions a week yeah you know otherwise you get in and you just start going just because you told yourself you have to go mm-hmm. and you do like really half a session. Like you should probably try and hold yourself to a standard of work versus yeah. a standard of
1: quality over quantity.
0: Right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. the Food. Yeah, definitely. It, bottom line, if you're supposed to eat at this point, Find something to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, I'm a, uh, and don't get me wrong, like I'm a big believer in quality. Obviously, you know, if there is yeah, anyone that is a believer in quality, it's myself. I know. So, um, yeah, I think uh, tapering back the row volume, or not the row volume, but the row intensity, is going to be a little bit more helpful in making me feel more confident about getting set for the next like week ahead of me because usually by the end of the week after already yelling like that and rowing like that, I'm usually like shot
0: crushed. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, crushed. So it's like, you know, I take a couple of days off and, and then if I have like either a super swamp today or the weekend's coming and I have to go see Kelsey, it's like, you know, if, if I'm with Kelsey, I'm probably not going to train on Friday, Saturday or Sunday, you know, kind of a thing. So, right. um, yeah. From, from earlier, I just got to start planning a little bit better. I've, and I'm like locking in my clients now. So like the clients that I did just take on, they were kind of like scattered everywhere. They were like, Oh, three o'clock on Tuesday, five right. o'clock on Thursday,
0: fit, fit things wherever they can. Yeah,
1: be. exactly. Yeah. I know. It was like, Oh, like Tuesday, three o'clock. Yeah. I'm free. Let's do it. You know, instead of being yeah. like, maybe I should stack you somewhere around another client. So I don't come in, leave and then have to come back in kind of a thing. Right you know, like I just rearranged all of my clients in garrison so that I don't have to drive from one spot, then 20 minutes away, and then come back to the spot that I literally just trained in. Like I, it's much easier to just kind of bang out all three clients that are in the same area that just are pretty much neighbors with each other and then go out, you know, so you don't waste as much time. You're not wasting, I'm not wasting as much gas. Um, you know, it's just much easier. Um, so it's just kind of about finding a solid, time to do the things that i need to do to eat like i think i'm gonna have to start i need to start waking up early and just nailing my first meal like before i leave for my clients instead of getting up at 7:50, leaving at eight o'clock you know brushing my teeth and leaving at eight right. i should probably wake up at like seven pounds some cream of rice at least and a protein shake and then go you know that would kind of set my morning up so a little bit better so that when i came back i could just eat another meal and, uh, that would just set me up way better. Um, that's something that I've, that I'm thinking I'm going to obviously do.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, get that first meal out of the way, you know, and honestly it'd probably be good for your clients too, that you've gotten up and gotten food in your system and your processes are running.
1: Yeah. I didn't like roll might out see of the, the bed. quality of
0: the <laughs> sessions improve instead yeah. of, still trying to shake out the cobwebs from the morning when you show up right
1: very true
0: very true yeah
1: like I'm not like yeah i I would probably see a, a small improvement in the quality of the training most yeah
0: and you you might just find that you enjoy it more I might just
1: find that yeah I might just find it's that I'm just, not hungry it's after just my more, first session
0: yeah it's more <laughs> enjoyable for you to do those sessions. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, my day has started. I've got a meal in me already. Like I'm on top of my shit. Let's go. That was a big one. What you just said there. Yeah. Like I've got a
1: meal in me already. That's yeah. the biggest one. Cause like when I don't have that meal in me in the morning
0: oh, it's so and I'm driving to, like, back, continue to let it push.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, oh God. Yeah. And then I just feel like I'm two meals in the hole. Like when I'm on my way back instead of so i feel like i'm two meals in the hole on my way back instead of just feeling like like oh i've gotten a meal in and i just need to get another one right it's time for instead of it
0: being time for another one you're like shit i'm behind Um, already
1: yeah Yeah. which is like almost as worse like that's like the worst case scenario it's like instead of just being like breaking even it's like now i'm two times negative
0: you know it's it's like yeah dude i could i'm in the same boat almost every single I mean I fucking work in my kitchen <laughs>
2: I know I, it's so fucking I, nice I work,
0: I work in my kitchen and there's still some days where it's like generally I'll have my first meal at like 10am but then okay. what ends up happening is I get busy doing something and then I'm like shit it's 10.30 Yeah. and then I go oh and the thing is i try to have three meals in before i go train so i have meal one meal two and then my pre-workout and then i go train but if i don't eat at 10 o'clock so that i can eat at 10 noon and two so i can train at three it then becomes oh shit okay do i combine meals one and two and push it off for another hour or do I have meal one now and then only have meal two and then not have the pre workout or combine the pre workout and meal two and it becomes this whole fiasco because it got pushed off for like an extra like twenty minutes but it throws, <laughs> yeah. off, it, throws it throws off everything in my day. Meanwhile, I could eat the meal at nine and have no issues. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. I I need to stop putting myself in that situation. Yeah. Um, mm especially I, the thing is, is I've kind of readjusted my whole schedule and I've become super productive in the morning. Like first thing in the morning, I'm super productive till about noon. Um, which actually has been this interesting thing that I've found is I think once I put carbs in my system, I become less productive. Mm -hmm. Like my first meal has zero carbs in it other than like some veggies that I throw in it, Um, but minimal. And so I don't have any carbs until meals too. And after that meal, my productivity like kind of cuts in half. And I'm not sure if it's because I kind of run out of things that I think I wanted to do for that day by noon. I doubt it. Um, But I just like, I just don't work as well. Mm -hmm. But when, from the time that I wake up, until then I getting, I get so much shit done. Mm. You know, if I've got check-ins, I get them done. I get whatever work stuff I need to get done, all done. Like first thing in the morning, I write my emails. I figure out my Instagram posts. I think about YouTube content. I do, I do all of this stuff like first thing in the morning.
1: That's really nice. I fucking wish I had that right now. That's awesome. I, I used to do that. Like that was like my, Prime time was between like AM and noon. Was just like yeah. max effective time to just like do shit, you know. I think I think, I mean Nick programs the nutrition like that for a reason too. Like he is notorious for going zero grams of carbs meal one.
0: That's like where I found that from, you know. Yeah, well, um, and it all makes sense. Yeah, wow. you're like a little yeah. bit. I think he he really programs that just to combat so that when you first wake up you don't get that instant response to just go back to bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is, you know, you can find that with carbs. I've talked about that in YouTube videos and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, it just, it, it helps my productivity. I'm uh, a, yeah. I'm keto for meal one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Totally in ketosis. Dude, I'm like keto like the nine fourth, to 12. The, <laughs> And I also intermittent fast from 10 PM until 10 AM people nowadays, they just call that sleep, <laughs> but it's, it's intermittent fasting. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've been thinking about all the diets, you know, all the different diets that there are out there recently. And like, I want to knock them, but the thing is is like if they work for somebody then they work for somebody mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's there's so many different ideas that are formed that are mostly placebo or just a misunderstanding of the the actual information that they're taking in but if it's working for them then you can't really knock it you know like keto works for people because it's literally cutting out an entire food group or Mm -hmm. an entire macro so it's really easy to be in a deficit on keto right and so that works for some people you can't knock that um there's other ones like vegetarian diet let's talk about that one it's again taking out an entire food group so it makes it easier to be in a calorie deficit especially with the volume that comes with being vegetarian it has nothing to do with you know the biological processes that are happening inside of your body that makes it more in tune for fat loss has nothing to do with that it just puts you in a calorie deficit because you're not eating food and Mm so it's not quite a placebo effect but I don't have a fancy term for a misunderstanding of information effect. I uh, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's still an effect. And so, you know, there, there was definitely a period of time where I was like, I hate all of these diets. Yeah. And it, I
1: still do. And you'll, <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
0: I don't necessarily hate the diet anymore. Um, I can't say I love the people that preach them too much.
1: Yeah. Maybe that um, was my misconception. Maybe it's not the diet as much as it, the people right, into the diet it's, that it's I don't that, like. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's, it's really a thing of, well, if it fucking works for you, then who's to say otherwise. Right. Yeah. You know?
1: As long this is, you know, what this reminds me of, it reminds me of the rooster and the sun. So when the sun comes up, the rooster crows, right? But is
0: that what they do? Is it called crowing?
1: I think so, or cawing. Beca- <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the rooster calls.
1: <laughs> the rooster calls. The rooster calls when the sun comes out, right? Scootled so doos. if this is like skoodle doos, <laughs> skittle dee's, like if this is like five, six hundred, thousand years ago, right? Some dude is outside, and this rooster goes, and then the sun comes up. This man's going to be like, holy shit, this rooster just brought the sun up.
0: Made the sun come up.
1: That is exactly what people on keto do when they lose weight. They go, holy crap, carbohydrates are the demon. Right. And that's the reason why I lost all my fat. And it's like, no, the, the sun comes up like pretty regularly at the same time, kind of. And uh, when that happens, the rooster crows. And with keto, it's kind of like, well, you've just sucked away like half of the macros that you should have been eating that you normally eat. Yeah. So you're in a huge caloric deficit. So you've lost the weight. It's not carbs are the devil and they make you fat. It's just you've taken away a lot of carbohydrates. You've taken away like 50% of your calories. And you Yeah, you've
0: taken away a massive um, grouping of food that generally creates a large portion of your calories. <laughs> Yeah,
1: like fifth. It's
0: like someone who predominantly <laughs> ate pizza before then goes and, and, and goes on to keto, they're like, "Oh, I'm losing weight." Well, no shit. You were eating 4,000 calories in pizza. Yeah. And now you're eating 2,000 calories in protein. Yeah.
1: It all comes <laughs> down like baseline, like if you want like that pinnacle kind of a if you want that pinnacle outlook, the the monster that can't get taken down, it's going to be caloric deficit. It's going to be calories. As long as you can control right. for calories, um, as long as calories are equated, doesn't matter if you're doing intermittent fasting, keto, vegan, dairy, all cabbage diet, doesn't matter. As long as calories are equated for, <laughs> as long as the calories are equated for, you're going to lose weight. There are studies on it and that's just how it goes. Yeah. And- I mean,
0: there, there's numerous studies. And every time a new diet comes out, anytime a study that's done, where calories are equal, uh, fat loss is pretty much always the same.
1: Yeah. And, and you'll also realize that no matter what it is, keto, vegan, dairy, cabbage, doesn't matter. All of those diets, intermittent fasting, they all do something and they all put forth a caloric deficit. The intermittent fasting narrows your window. You can't get as many calories in the vegan diet, you cut out meat. You cut out a lot of the processed crap. It's going to cut your calories. Keto, 50% of your calories, gone. It's like shit like that. Like, And it all is just a caloric deficit, which is what Brady and I and everyone else that's got half of a brain is preaching is just a caloric deficit. That's so you don't got to get, yeah, you don't got to get all fancy. People love getting fancy. They like the sexy stuff. They like things that are like yeah. tricks or like the latest, you know, like fruit to eat, to lose weight. Like I've even got like some of my family members that are like, Oh, like, yeah, almonds are good, but you can't eat the skins on the almonds because that's like a part of the nightshade. And that's, and it's like kind of poisonous. And it's like, dude, you're splitting hairs, eat the freaking (laughs) almond. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That stuff's always interesting. And like from an education standpoint, it is very important to understand why, you know, all these different diets do or do not work, you know, and really it always comes back to calorie deficit, right? Um, But when it comes to a coaching perspective and finding what works best for your client, sometimes it's finding what works best for your client, right? Because we can say, hey, you know, we, we're going to prefer that you eat, you know, a balanced diet that's going to hold fats, proteins, carbs. This is why um, it causes you zero restrictions on anything. And so here's how we're going to roll with it to start. But for some people going keto just works better. It just works better for them, right? There's The thing is, is like specifically with keto, I'm going to bring it down to just like this specific diet. The thing with keto is it, with taking out the carbohydrate macro, there are so many easily palatable foods that are carbs, right? Like cakes, cookies, brownies, ice cream, continue on the list of delicious sweets. They're essentially all sugar and they're super palatable. So you can eat a ton of it when you just remove that, it takes away the palatability of the foods. And instead you're just working off of satiety. Say she, say, yeah. Satiety. Yeah, that one. And <laughs> so if if that's what someone needs, they need that boundary put so that they don't binge into eating highly palatable foods, right? Because you and I both know there's nothing wrong with rice. It's a carb. So with that saying, we go, okay, you can eat carbs. But then somebody goes, well if I can eat carbs how about a cake? <laughs> right? How about how about I have a cookie? And then yeah. oh this cookie is so good. Maybe just like a little bit more and then they have like eight more. And then they threw 6000 extra calories into their diet. When really if you just go, hey, we're not having carbs. We're going to equate calories between your proteins and fats. Then They just have the hard set boundary. I'm just not going to have any carbs, whatever. Just don't even have them in the house. Don't look at them. Don't think about them. Then moving forward mentally, that's how it has to work for them. And if that's the case, right, if that's the case, then I've got no problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have no problem with keto. For most people. Now, I, I, I will say, I don't think I would go keto as a bodybuilder and trying to be, you know, the best bodybuilder I can. Carbohydrates, I, I find, and majority of studies have found are very, very important for the process of performing in the gym and building muscle. So it's not what I would consider optimal for putting on muscle, but for an average lifestyle client. If someone wants to be, you know, if keto is the way and, and you're the coach, then understand that it might be a viable option, right? It's it's one of those things that, that's a tool. And if you understand where people are continuously failing, then maybe you implement the tool so that they stop failing. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah. Like it's taking out carbs inherently isn't bad. Most times it's just preached improperly
1: hmm
0: right like i was yeah it's like the same thing like i don't care as long as it
1: works for you if it works it's fine and as long as you're not like and i guess like at the same time even if you did think the rooster <laughs> brought the sun up even if you did think carbohydrates were the demon and you were getting the job done you're still getting the job done you're Getting the job right you know, i i think we just don't like the ignorance that most people carry
0: right absolutely absolutely and that's that's part of trying to be educated in this industry right Mm -hmm. if you come across a lot of people who are here to make a buck
1: yeah the the cool thing about the i guess these like these fad diets that it does for people is that it kind of gets them hyped up like it is it is sexy it is something that they're into so they really do try to go gung-ho with things the only thing is that sometimes the gung-ho-ness kind of pitter petters out relatively fast because the adherence is really hard. Just going caloric deficit is really, it's, it's much easier than intermittent fasting or keto because you're not being so restrictive. Right, um, far less calories. So yeah, exactly. So you've got like, you've got a little bit more wiggle room. And I will also say that giving your clients that wiggle room, like Brady was kind of saying with the carbohydrates, it's kind of like, if you don't tell them that they can't eat something- they're going to eat it. Right. And exactly. if you tell them to eat a little bit, sometimes they eat a lot of it. Yeah. And, it, and so like, you know, going the caloric deficit route, you're, you're going a more adherable route, but at the same time, it can be kind of hard for clients to adhere to it because they have so much free reign to foods that they just want
0: to right. indulge in. Exactly. And they're going to find the food that tastes best. Yeah. Right. Because they want their food to taste good. They're, they're used to eating certain types of food. And so if they have that wiggle room, there's going to be error. Yeah. Right. And so those are just things that you kind of learn to account for. And as you grow a better relationship with clients, you work out where the boundaries actually need to be set.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Um, Like one thing, That I kind of do with my clients is I have, I actually have a shopping list and I go, Hey, these are kind of like my recommended sources for each macro. And so, you know, I've got and drinks, I even have drinks on there, but yeah, I've got like, here's my protein sources. This is what I would recommend, you know, filling out your diet with. I always give people, I actually do both. I do macros and meal plans. Mm -hmm. Um, So I give them, I'm like, here's your macros. But also, if you don't want to think about your diet at all and you want to nail it, here's a meal plan. If you don't know what to eat, make this meal and you'll be right on. I promise you. Yeah. Right. So like, I make a meal plan, but with the meal plan, you also get your macros so that we can work through a process of learning how to sculpt your own meals and where to make adjustments and all of that stuff. Um, but a lot of times when people start, that's a really good way to go like three weeks before somebody even understands how to like be in a caloric deficit. Yeah. Right? Because you give them macros and, and then like two weeks in they go, Oh, I haven't been tracking
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so having, having that meal plan in place I've found has been the best way to get somebody to acclimate to eating the foods that they generally should be eating and then you work in the education piece of learning how to track your macros. And, um, especially cause you know, after a couple of weeks, you'll, you'll start getting the the messages of, yeah, I'm just getting, starting to get really bored. And I go, okay, well for this meal, instead of having what's on the meal plan, I want you to try and create your own meal, but match the macros.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And you just, you work it in and eventually they're, they're fully functioning on their own. Um, but yeah, you know, everybody gets a grocery list and on that grocery list is generally my recommendations for, you know, each macronutrient and, um, you know, that a lot of times it shows people to go, what, I could have this, I can have bagels. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there, there's nothing inherently wrong with pretty much any food. Yeah. Um, you just have to learn how to make it fit within you know, your calories that you're looking for. Yeah.
1: Um, But I do,
0: I do try to, yeah, I do try to keep highly palatable foods off of it just because it's so easy to make mistakes. Like, yes, you can have cookies, but (laughs) how well are you able to control yourself to having the proper amount of cookies?
1: Exactly. You
0: know, and is that really the best food you should put in for that? You know, is that how you're going to get the most out of your diet? Yeah. And so I, I do try and keep highly palatable foods. I think the most palatable thing I have is uh is cereal. Okay. Um and uh, but even so, uh, that's probably top, top of the list of food that's like this is so good. <laughs>
1: Them fruity pebbles,
0: yeah, man. Fruity pebbles are great, <laughs> they are great. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, diets are always interesting hey, and hey. Uh, and as a coach especially as a coach of mostly people who lifestyle diet this kind of stuff um, I do think understanding boundaries and like how to set them where to set them is, uh, is a pretty good thing uh, to understand and that like um, in this field of trying to educate yourself and and be a better coach and understand all of this stuff better. Um, Nothing is off the table, right? Um, And uh, nothing should really ever be seen as off the table. This is wrong, can never be used because there might be a situation at some point where that, you know, whether it's a certain exercise or a certain diet might be useful. Um, And so it's probably better suited to understand how it works and its intricacies and why it works so that you know when and where to implement it versus just totally throwing it away, right? Because you never know when the situation might arise that you go, oh, wow, you know, that would have been really useful to to have, Um, especially because as you spend time in all of this, our paradigms shift, right? How we see things totally change as we experience new things, because we can only understand and take in knowledge through the lens that we're currently looking through and as you get more experiences that lens changes yeah and so it's it's way better to be open to receiving information and seeing where it fits with what you know currently but not throwing it away because you might it might fit somewhere else later Mm -hmm. you feel me on it
1: Honey, Paulson. Honey, Paulson. I'll definitely feel you there, brother. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, like, that's... It's 100% true, though. Like, you shouldn't... Someone, no matter what, no matter kind of who you run into, that person probably has something really cool to offer, to bring to the table, no matter who the person is. It might not be something of. Yeah. might not be, like, within your profession or your hobbies, you know, things like that. But like, dude, you can, you can learn something from, from anyone, honestly, like something new from anyone, you know, there are a lot of people that have gone through things that you haven't gone through, obviously, like no one person has ever really lived the same life as someone else. Um, And because of that, those people have different experiences, different lenses that they're looking through. So if you can, if you get an opportunity to try someone else's glasses on, you should take that
0: opportunity absolutely yeah man always be look looking for more knowledge always yeah. always always oh yeah. yeah um i didn't even tell you my best thing worst thing from this week dude best
1: thing worst thing ready let's hear it <laughs> we, <laughs> what's got, your best thing worst thing i now? don't know how
0: we got on like the topic of diets <laughs> um but i for some reason really wanted to talk about that that was something i was thinking about earlier today i was like <laughs> I want to talk about this and like perspective <laughs> on diet. And I think I just felt like it wasn't necessarily that I thought that different fad diets were wrong, but it was just that um, they're most often misinformed. Yes. Yeah, super anyway. misinformed. And I
1: also will say that if you're on a vegan diet and you're doing this like lifting thing, it's probably not the best diet you could be on. If it's you a very choose, difficult diet. Yeah, if you honest. choose to do this because of like religion or you just really love animals, that's a whole nother story. It's fine. Um, but if you're doing this because you think it's going to really improve your performance in the gym um, as a vegan, it is
0: extremely difficult, very, extremely, very difficult. right. Not impossible, but very, very, very difficult. Um, And there's definitely more uh, suitable options, right? Um, Especially if you're looking to create a career out of this, you know, you can be like a general average gym bro on, on a vegan diet and be okay and, you know, rock on. Uh, But if you're truly looking to see yourself at the next level within this sport, um, Trying to do it vegan is is very difficult, Um but, but Brady. a lot of challenges. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying,
1: but Brady, Kai Green is vegan, <laughs> isn't he?
0: Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'll honestly say I don't really keep up with Kai Green. Um, he he's in a, a list of bodybuilders who I think are very very good bodybuilders but because of what he chooses to do now with his time um it's just not something i'm into i'm not really huge on the whole instagram drama scene um and that's kind of what he plays into a lot so it's not something i pay too much attention to i admire his physique and you know how he has looked but i don't pay much attention to him so i have i don't even know i don't even know if he's vegan um but, yeah, I, would, but I, was... I would be willing to bet that he did not build his physique vegan.
1: Thank you. That was the only segue I wanted from Brady there. Yeah. <laughs> and that was and really there, all I wanted to hear you I, say. I maybe. did
0: I did have to make it a point that, like, I'm not an expert on Kai Green. Yeah. Because um, yeah. one day, if there's ever more than, like, eight people that watch this, somebody would come from my fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know kai green you don't know you don't know him he was never i know i don't know him yeah
1: (laughs) and i also don't either um i feel like years ago i saw something like that it was like kai green's vegan and
0: uh that was probably a generation iron post
1: yeah and and like of course like you're like like brady said like batman did not do that originally just off highly likely
0: i have no idea i have no idea but i can definitely speculate that he did not build highly,
1: highly unlikely. He's
0: vegan. <laughs> um, yeah, who knows now? I don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never I done. A, I don't think I've read any studies on like fruit and veg intake and uh, and like trend alone. <laughs> Could be crazy, <laughs> for all I know.
0: Um, I mean, you should eat your fruit and veggies anyway. True. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's man. <laughs> Before I get into my best thing, worst things, I was just um, going
1: to say, sorry, Brady.
0: Real quick. This is, this is one pet peeve I actually have with the industry is there's a lot of people who build like decent physiques and then they find, they make it to this point where they're happy with their physique and then they completely change the way that they train and they eat and they're like, this is the way (laughs) like you didn't build your physique that way though. Like there's I think the biggest one that I see is especially with training. You know, people will spend 10 years doing like heavy barbell training, mainly focusing on progressive overload, getting super good at squats. And then they get to a point where they have like a decent set of legs and they gain popularity on Instagram and they start only doing leg press. So they're like, see, leg press is the way it's what I do.
1: Yeah. They're like super close stance
0: even though they had a whole decade of squatting fucking 500 pounds for rest yes. under their belt, they don't talk about that. Yeah, um, And so like, that's definitely a huge pet peeve that I have <laughs> in the industry is there's, there's so many people that build a physique and then they don't actually talk about what built the physique. Yeah. Right. They talk about what they're doing now because it keeps them current, which mm-hmm. is all good and well, but they definitely don't preach the fact that, if you're coming into the sport you gotta put in the groundwork you know you gotta lift heavy you gotta get strong you gotta lift heavy shit you gotta get good at moving you have to be able to do the basics Mm. and um anyway yeah that's just a a and it's
1: like kind of defeating to like get to that end point where you've done all that you've put in that hard work and then you're just like try this super set drop set mega uber wombo 5000 pumper (laughs) And you'll have huge biceps. And it's like, it's like, like
0: okay. It's like, no, yeah. you just did curls for the last five years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: now this looks cool.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks sexy. People dig that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or like, uh-huh. uh, there's a headline about Arnold being vegan. You know, he's he's much older now. And I think he was trying to try and, you know, take care of his health or something like that. And so he switched mm-hmm. to a vegan diet. And then, of course, all the, you know, bodybuilding news places took it. And they're like, see, Arnold's vegan. You can you can be big and be vegan. Like, no,
1: (laughs) it's like
0: (laughs) not what that whole point was. (laughs) It's like he's trying to take care of himself now. That's not what he did to build. Yeah,
1: like the man just had like a heart bypass. Like he's trying to stay healthy. (laughs)
0: The dude loved a fucking steak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, there was, I remember literally fucking reading an article. God, it had to have almost been a decade ago about him drinking eight eggs every morning.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like what are you going to fucking tell me? Yeah. Vegan is the way because Arnold's doing it. And if you want to build a physique like Arnold, you got to be vegan. Like, yeah. Come Those on. Those were man.
1: vegan eggs, Brady.
0: Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, man yeah it's
0: off that that soapbox it's It's late yeah (laughs) it's late i'm getting spicy about different things
1: (laughs) brady's getting spicy yeah i'm getting a little hangry right now (laughs) let's hear it
0: um all right let's see (sighs) best thing man it's hard I've, i've had so much good stuff like going on in training recently um I think I got to go with the leg press drop set was probably like the greatest thing that I've done last week. One, because it completely achieved a goal that I talked about on this podcast actually a while ago. I was like, I want to fully fill the pegs on the f- mm. with the leg press. And I did. And you did. And I did. And then to add on to that, <laughs> I drop set it from eight plates all the way down to one plate yeah. what i mean by that is i did eight plates then i did seven plates then i did six plates then i did five four three two one it was awesome it was glorious
2: it was glorious, <laughs> it was glorious. yeah
0: um <laughs> the whole video is actually on my instagram if you want to check it out it's 11 minutes of leg press and me being in a lot of pain and then throwing weights and <laughs> But I hit depth. So. <laughs> still <laughs> um, hit depth. Still hit depth every rep. Um, I felt pretty in control, which felt, you know, that was good. Like I wasn't being stupid, just trying to move the weight. Mm. I felt very in control of the weight that I was moving. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, it was eight plates per side for five, seven for five, six for five, five for five, four for 10, three for 15, two for 20 and one plate per side for 30. And so that was a, a grand total of 95 reps.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Essentially no rest. The only rest that was taken was to take the plates off because I trained by myself.
1: I <laughs> know dude, didn't even have Haley there to strip them for you, <laughs> fuck.
0: There was, a, there was a point in time in that set where I was like, I don't know if I can get up. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know if I can stand and like walk yeah. around this machine to take off plates anymore. Awesome. Um, I think it was, that was after the three plates, like the three plates per side for 15 got really hard. Cause it just yeah. hurt. Like it hurt super bad, <laughs> but it was awesome. It was yeah. like,
1: it hurt good, Brady. It hurt
0: good. I, I love doing that kind of stuff. Like it's just, I don't even remember any of it. Like within the set. Blackout. I don't I don't remember any of it. Yeah. It, it was like three songs long. <laughs> and I just I just spaced out and like moved and caused pain. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I just moved up. and caught
1: ca- we can we put that on a shirt? Cause pain. <laughs> Causing pain. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh caution. Causing pain. Caution. Causing pain. (laughs) Yeah. Can't talk, causing pain.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Might say fuck. (laughs) Might say fuck.
0: I think I just goofed up my
1: We had it for My blurry.
0: A little bit. Just a little bit. There we go. I think. (laughs) Yo. Those glasses,
1: dude, they give you like a like an evil villain kind of a look.
0: (laughs) These are my blue light blockers, by the way. I feel like I should talk about these. Uh, these have been awesome. I'm also
1: wearing my blue light blockers.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> these have been awesome. Uh, they've really improved my sleep quality a ton. Uh, can highly recommend, make sure you get a good pair. Uh, Not like a $2 pair off Amazon, but get yourself, you know, a decent pair. You want a hundred percent blue light blocking. So you know, sometimes if you look at the description, you'll see like 80%, just get the full hundred uh, percent. They'll be a little bit more expensive, but it's uh it's seriously worth it. So that's my little product but oh, I got the dollars for that.
1: <laughs> What's for these?
0: Dollars. Uh these were like they're like 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah,
1: those were up there. These were like $15 I think. Yeah, man. but, but I they have, probably don't work.
0: <laughs> I've seen mm. like a direct improvement like immediately. I saw a direct improvement in my sleep quality. So, good. Okay. There we go.
1: Um, worth it. Worth it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I don't get any money for saying that. But <laughs> By the way. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> By the way. Um
1: worst thing.
0: Worst thing. Man, I think the worst thing that's going on is that I don't train for 2 days. <laughs> okay. Like I train Monday, Wednesday, no, Monday, Tuesday, rest, Thursday, Friday. And then I have the whole weekend off and it's really weird. It's really weird. I've been trying to like, see the upside of it. And the fact that I come into my Monday session, stupid fresh. I also see the upside of like, I can absolutely demolish myself on Friday, like a little extra because I have two days of rest so I've been trying to like make up for it within the week. <laughs> um, but it's really weird. Honestly, having two days off in a row has been really weird. And, uh, yeah, like that's, I don't know how to really feel about it yet, but I think, I think it's okay. You know, I definitely get enough work done within my sessions that like, it's okay to have the extra rest. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird. You know, it feels like, like training is such an important part of my life. And like, I schedule my day around my training yeah. to the point where like having two days without that just feels weird. You know, kind of throws off the day. I'm like, oh, I don't train. What am I going <laughs> to do? <laughs> you know, that's, that's how, that's how in on this I am at this point. <laughs> you
1: know it could be way worse dude
0: absolutely absolutely and i think it's honestly i think in the long the long game this is really good this is actually a really good point to be in where i'm so efficient within my training sessions that i can train four times in a week and be perfectly good yeah like it's good um but it definitely is weird like there there was a point in my training where i was doing six days a week that was a little bit fucked up
1: yeah the six day a week splits can really fuck that up. was
0: uh that was actually a mistake um nick thought that we were on three on one off essentially through my entire diet so i was doing six days we on were just
1: one. straight training Wow! Holy yep. yep. shit brady six
0: days on one day off during yeah, that's, my diet
1: that's pretty fucking nuts
0: pretty much all the way until like the last like three weeks. And he was like, Oh no, this is what happened is. And we were, we were, you know, right towards the end. I'm like, I'm cooked. And I I messaged him. I was like, dude, I can't, I can't train six days a week anymore. He's like, what are you talking about? Like you don't train six days a week. I'm like, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and like, not really by choice, like in my My exercise, like my training, it's got six days on, one day off. And he goes, oh, shit. (laughs) That was totally an oversight on my part. Bruh.
1: You were supposed to go three on, one off. I
0: was supposed to do three on, one off for my entire diet. Yeah. (laughs) And so after that, we went to three on, one off. And essentially for the rest of that diet and then going into my push or I guess my reverse and then by the end of my reverse I was like dude I'm getting so much fatigue like can we go to a two on one off Mm -hmm. because like I was just my all of my compound movements had increased so dramatically once I added food back in that I was just fatigued all hell yeah and so now here we are, like, Jesus, eight months into this offseason, nine months, something like that, eight or nine months into this off season, and we're like, all right, four days a week. Yeah. <laughs> two on, one off, two on, two off. Yeah. Now you're like, give me more. Yeah. And right now I am. Ooh, I just got, like, super glowy. There we go. Right now I am. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to see where the benefit lies in it and like, accept that this is, this is where I need to move next. Yeah. Um, And then we actually talked about moving to a situation where I train, I just train every other day. Mm -hmm. Right. So some weeks it's, it's only three training sessions and then other weeks it's four, but it's never like two days off in a row. Okay. And so that was that was just something that we got talked about on the weekly call a while ago, yeah. not a while ago, last week. <laughs> and, and I was just like, that would be really interesting, actually, to just train every other day. I was doing that. It's... <laughs> 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 I, on purpose? I've been... <laughs> <laughs> what? On purpose? Or... Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how the cards fell.
1: Yeah. That, well, kind of both, I guess. Yeah. Um, like with the two on, two off split i was rocking it like some weeks i would rock it two on two off other weeks i would rock it one on one off oh. um just because it fit you know and it yeah. worked so you know yeah. it fit my schedule i still got the volume in and yeah much better than
0: what's going on now <laughs> yeah you're like one on five off <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: don't <tell Nick>. like <laughs>
0: It's okay, he doesn't watch these anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you duped yourself, Nick.
0: Sometimes I wonder what he would think if he did.
1: He'd probably be like, wow, this is such a mishmash.
0: <laughs> He'd be like, you guys are really all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are, but that's why we're great for cardio.
1: Tis the point. we're
0: just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so definitely, I think, worst thing, which really isn't a bad thing, is just, uh, my training frequency went down, but trying to see the light in it and be like, okay, I can smash myself like extra hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can mentally tell myself that like I can push to a new level because I can have, I have the recovery time for it now.
1: I think that's going to be the purpose of this split for you.
0: Yeah. The also the other part of it is that like, I literally just can't train on weekends. (laughs)
1: Cannot or will
0: currently the gym closes at three on Saturdays, which is one right when I go to train. Two, we have the weekly call at noon, so in three, I'm not doing a morning session. Yeah, I just won't. Um, It would be such a waste of a session for me. Training in the morning, training. Yeah, training one one day a week in the morning would be such a waste of a session for me mm. because I wouldn't be acclimated to training in the morning at all. And so I would just have like incredibly decreased performance that morning. Okay. And so it just wouldn't, there wouldn't be value in, in it Yeah. really yeah. versus just taking the rest and like smashing extra hard during the week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then Sunday the gym's closed.
1: Fair enough. And Sunday it's closed.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping that all that stuff kind of changes here shortly. With like, Is that a
1: COVID thing?
0: It, I think initially it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, there's, okay. there's been news that now the gym is going to be open until 930 during the week, which is great. Oh, I mean, I don't right. really train that late anymore. I've gotten to a point where I train at three o'clock every day, so it doesn't matter. But Were you training um, late like that? Were you training I to, late? I used to train late. Yeah. I, used to it was funny. I, I was just talking about this with Haley. Like we, we switched gyms because we didn't really want to be in the environment we were in at the time that we were going, which was, you know, the after work crowd, it was just too busy in the gym and we ended up having to wait a stupid amount of time for a rack or a machine. And it was just, it was getting really frustrating and it was setting a bad mental space for the workout. Mm-hmm. And so then we moved to this new gym and then when we did that, we moved to training at three o'clock <laughs> when no one's there anyway. So it did, <laughs> but either way, um, yeah, no, I used to train later at night. Um, I did that for a while, but then I was like, you know, I really like my STEM pre-workouts and I don't like taking a STEM pre-workout after like 6 PM. Cause I want to go to bed, you know, like I, like mm-hmm. I've been saying, I really, have worked on fixing like how I kind of flow through my day and I like my afternoon and evenings to just be like a calm settle down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it, it all worked out and uh, that's what's going on. But yeah, I train yeah. at three now pretty much every time. Cool. Um, I actually trained at noon last week on Friday. That was fun.
1: Um, training time just been like
0: midday now. Yeah. I love, like, really I like, love training midday. It's yeah. definitely, it's definitely been the best time that I've found to train.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and that might just be because it's like the best time in that environment. Right. If I was at a different gym, it could totally be different. Right. Mm-hmm. I might enjoy like an evening sesh if there's the right crowd of people in there. Yeah. Right. So it, for this environment, training midday has been best It also works best for my meals and all my meal timing and uh, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same. Pretty much. I haven't trained super late in that long. I remember. Yeah, man, you want to to sleep. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You want to sleep. You want to get to bed and, like, be able to calm down. Because that's the other thing. is like, after my sessions, I'm fucking riled up. Yeah. I'm I'm all riled up.
1: Especially after I take some pre-
0: yeah like i'm riled up i got a ton of cortisol going on like and if i gotta go to bed an hour like i am not i'm not back yet
1: (laughs) yeah dude Um, dude, even eating is hard like right after i work out personally like i really don't like eating like immediately outside of the gym
0: yeah what i found to help with that because i was definitely in the same boat is uh after my training session, except for on leg days, I'll do my cardio.
1: After your training session?
0: After my training session, I'll do my cardio. And then after the cardio, this has actually just become a thing since uh, since it got nicer out. I just, like, sit in the van for, like, 10 minutes after my workout. And I just decompress. Like, I let the breeze come in and... I just sit and decompress and become human again. And then, and then I'm finally ready. I'm like, okay, I can drive. Yeah. Good to go and drive home. And like I've kind of worked myself back into like a parasympathetic state and then I'm good to eat. Good. Yeah. But there was definitely a period of time and I, it totally correlated with like lifting later at night where I would finish my lift And then I would just sit in like this sympathetic state where I wouldn't calm down. I wouldn't have an appetite. I wouldn't be ready to sleep. Like I just couldn't calm down. Yeah. And so now, you know, training midday, I can calm down. I can move into a parasympathetic, sympathetic state. I can eat, I can like relax moving into my day. And then I sleep great. I got the blue light blockers. Like recovery is running on like max. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just like making those minor adjustments and finding what helps me kind of flip back, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that decompressed time in the van I've actually found to be really important for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, it's just like, it's a part of kind of the routine now. Like I just got to sit there, feel some wind, like come back to being human for a little bit. Um, and it has to be outside of the gym environment, like the doing the cardio kind of helps, it brings me a little bit back to reality and like loosening everything up and all that stuff. But then I have to get out of the environment to really like bring myself back down. Okay. Uh, which is something that I've been working on.
1: Yeah. I find that nature does a really good job of kind of, yeah, exactly. You
0: back, you know? Exactly.
1: I actually Why? went on a small, like, it wasn't really like, I guess you could call it a hike kind
0: I of. Saw that. Like, yeah. It was like a, you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To Narnia. <laughs>
0: I guess so. You were on, like, a fucking water tower or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a water tower over in Carmel by this place I used to work. Um, and it's pretty much, it's called Ninum Hill or Ninum Tower. And uh, you basically just, like, you drive, like, up this mountain to, like, the parking lot. And then you, like, walk even farther up the mountain. And then at, like, the very top of the mountain, there's just, like, massively tall freaking fire tower the thing no joke is probably like it must be like seven or eight stories high like tall like the thing is like up there like you saw how tall i mean yeah you were way do up it justice. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like and it was windy as fuck i don't know if you could hear it on the video but like when I was walking up there, dude, the wind was so hard. And like the higher you got up there, the harder it blew. Like when you got up to the very top, like i was trying to like decompress and chill but it was so windy up there dude i was like it gotcha kind of riled up I was, again like, Holy yeah shit <laughs> yeah i was like this is fucking crazy i like yeah. the top like when you're like in that top little like cubby of the tower th- like you can literally feel like the tower like the wind against the tower and it's like kind of moving in it's like blowing over and like in and like and I've got like this jacket on that's like acting like a parachute now. And I'm like,
2: I'm like holy fuck, <laughs> like, this is not what I thought it was gonna be.
0: <laughs> Dude, I look like a floating head right now. <laughs> my background has gotten... my background to disappear later. My background has gotten so dark. This is amazing.
1: There we go. Oh, that's all I had to do. I just had to take, I'm bald now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is fun. It's like a green screen. <laughs> anyway, great podcast. Yeah, guys, so, thanks <laughs> for coming through. <laughs> if you weren't watching that on YouTube, we were totally just like bobbling our heads through space for a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey man, I think we're rolling up on like hour and a half, probably hour forty-five. And uh, we said that we would try and keep these under two hours. Yeah. You got another meal to eat by any chance, Brady? No, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah, it's it's bedtime. Wake up shredded. Yeah. Yeah, I posted it. No. Uh, <laughs> I know. No, I'm, me. I mean, I'm trying to be a little bit leaner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was looking through some old photos, and I found some photos that were taken at, like, the end of my diet. I posted it up on my Instagram story. And it's just this photo of me just like standing there. And you can see like feathering through my erectors on my back. Trip. <laughs> it, was, it was stupid. I, I looked, I was like, why was I so fucking lean? Like, yeah, dude, what you, was really that for? Were lean. <laughs> you really were lean. I was pretty lean. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I totally didn't think so at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I need, I need to be leaner.
1: Yeah, it was all perspective, dude.
0: Yeah. And now I look back at those photos, like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) That shit was crazy. Yeah, dude. But yeah. And then, and then I saw that and I looked at my back. I was like, it's going to be really cool when I come back to being this shredded
1: because it's going to look like 10 times bigger.
0: Yeah. It's going to look completely different. I know it is. Yeah. So yeah. Excited. I'm excited for the future.
1: I am too brady Definitely. I'm excited for your future, man. Yeah, a lot man. of big man. things happening on Team
0: Loaf. Hell yeah, lots of good things. Lots of good things. Bye. Hey, well, uh, we'll wrap this one up. It's never, never enough time in an evening to to chat about everything. But we'll uh, we should try and chat with Vadim at some point. I do agree. I love chatting with Vadim.
1: I know I have to come on <laughs> in.
0: Yeah. He shot, he shot me a
1: text actually today. He was like, hey, dude, Like, I know you've been super swamped. Just wanted to like, you know, just hoping things are okay. And I was like, oh, shit. Thanks, man.
0: He's a great dude. He really is. Right? He's super cool. Shout out, Shout to, out to Vadim. Absolutely. He's probably one of the few people that make it this far in these videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this one up and uh, we'll get it up in the morning. Peace, Brady. Nice talking to you, bud. Deuces. End of episode 27. Catch you next fun. week. <laughs> yeah, I don't make